0: Axis Mundi. Hello, my name is Brad Onishi, Associate Professor, Religious Studies, Skidmore College. This is Straight White American Jesus, hosted in partnership with the CAP Center at the University of California, Santa Barbara, and I am here today with my co-host.
1: I'm Dan Miller, Associate Professor of uh, in the Department of Liberal Studies um, in Landmark uh, College <laughs> in Vermont.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the week before the election, and Dan has forgot where he works, apparently, so... Uh. <laughs> I've forgotten everything.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> then would you redo that? I think maybe yeah. we should just redo that. That was rough. You left it on the field. You gave a public lecture this week. You left it all in the field. And now your brain is like, I'm good for, for a good month now. I'm out, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, Dan, can you believe it? We are four days from election day. Uh, a lot of feelings. What, what, what's going through your mind and body?
1: Uh, it's the same concern probably lots of people have of, of like you know being glad to have this be done i've told people any you other know, articles about this right of like the mental health of having to not follow the news sometimes um and you and i have been like i feel like focused all the time on things like christian nationalism and and the COVID crisis and the election for like months and months and you know it's sort of exhausting you're ready to be passed but i think everybody's afraid everybody's the numbers all look good, but everybody's haunted by 2016, right? Uh, and what that looked like. And I, I know that's that's one of the first things we want to sort of talk about is, you know, can we trust those numbers? Can we move with those? That's something that we'll be getting to. Uh, but before we get into that, just a, a bit of levity, right? Uh, we keep we keep counting our, our friend Jerry Falwell, out, uh, and just a brief note, right? He's he's still with us. So uh, what's what's our uh, what's our And Jerry uh, and Jerry's Follies, Falwell's Follies, doing this week. Yeah, this is where I put on my radio voice and and we do our segment. Welcome to Falwell's
0: Follies. Um, And yeah, so he has uh, apparently launched a lawsuit against Liberty University. So uh, Blake Chastain said on Twitter today that he did not have that on his bingo card Jerry Falwell Jr. by the end of 2020 suing Liberty University for defamation. And basically Falwell is saying that Liberty was – uh, part of the group who um, defamed his name by spreading information and what he takes to be lies about uh, the, uh, shall we say, unorthodox affair uh, among uh, him, his wife, uh, the pool boy, and himself. Uh, he's also claiming the Lincoln Project uh, got involved and that they're really here behind the scenes and and doing things up. And also Giancarlo Granda, who is the is the famous. Um, Pool boy. So anyway, Dan, um, Falwell's back. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but who knew that by the time we got to uh, almost November of 2020, he would be out at Liberty suing them and uh, his fall would be uh, pretty much complete. I mean, I don't know if this is rock bottom, but it's got to be getting pretty close. So, Uh, all right. You want to move on or you want to, do you have, you have, you have thoughts for for us on Falwell's
1: follies or... I always have thoughts about, that, but, uh, <laughs> but I don't think any of them are worth sharing. So we can we can move on. So I'll just I'll just dive in right. You you asked a minute ago about how we're all feeling. I clearly have scrambled eggs in my head at this point. Um, but one of the questions that comes up right if if people follow the polls or maybe you don't and you know you're just kind of counting on somebody else to occasionally check in. The polls, if if, if this if 2016 hadn't happened, if the 2016 election hadn't happened. Uh, and there was there was an article about this, I think in Politico recently that said you know if you didn 't have two thousand and sixteen and the miss uh, in a lot of predictions, not nationally, we all know by now that the national polls are pretty accurate, uh, but there was a miss in a number of states, though as I understand, even a lot of those were within the margin of error right you know they weren't they weren 't radically wildly off." Just to remind everybody that Trump is in office because of about 77,000 voters, right? Like a number of people that would fit in a football stadium uh, and this archaic anti-democratic system we have with, with the electoral college. So the question that comes up is like, why doesn't anybody trust the numbers now? It's because of 2016 and everybody's afraid. And I've had people asking me and I've had people asking you and I spend time looking online of, you know, can we trust these numbers? And I want to start by saying that, you know, I'm not a pollster, I'm not a statistician, you're not a pollster, you're not a statistician, we lean on uh, what we think is the expertise of others. Um, But people have, you know, asked me how I feel about the polls, I'd say that everything I've read from people who should know, right, and people who I don't think are just trying to grind a political axe, is that despite the appearances, really the only similarity between 2016 and 2020 leading up to the election, uh, is that the polls showed Trump behind, and they show him behind now. And so everybody's worried, you know, he came from behind last time, he will this time. But there are a number of things that make it different. Uh, Number one, Trump's numbers uh, are worse, much worse than they were last time. Biden's lead is much more robust and substantive if people went back and looked at week-to-week numbers in 2016, they were kind of all over the place. Like Trump would sort of be ahead and Clinton would be ahead. And even at this point, if people remember this, Comey had announced that he was reopening uh, the investigation into Hillary's emails, uh, Clinton's emails. And you had Hillary's approval ratings trending down and Trump's trending up. And it was kind of this race. It's like, will the election happen before those lines converge? And clearly it didn't. Uh, You had warning signals coming from places like Michigan, where people were saying she should have come here. She hasn't come here. It's not as as safe as she thinks. Uh, You had a real lack of enthusiasm. Uh, You have what were called net negativity views. In other words, uh, people look at a, a candidate and they look at how many people view them positively, how many people view them negatively, and then the difference between those numbers. And if somebody has a net positive, it means more people view them positively than negatively. Trump and Clinton were both net negatives. Biden is a net positive. Uh, Clinton never got, nobody, Trump rather, never got above 50% um, in approval. Uh, He never has his entire presidency. If this doesn't happen between now and Tuesday and he loses, he will be the only president, I think, ever to have not made it to 50%.
0: Thanks for listening to this free preview of our Swag episode. keep our flag up, and continue to safeguard democracy from religious nationalism, extremism, and rising authoritarianism. Check it out. It's not hard. I promise.